0: Hi, you're listening to Legal Tech Lab. We're talking about the broad application of new technologies in the legal sector. We share our views about the digital transformation of law firms and discuss the opportunities that arise from innovating in the legal markets. In today's episode of Legal Tech Lab, We're talking to Grégoire Miot. He's a former practicing lawyer and entrepreneur. He's been heavily involved with legal technology for the past 10 years. Currently the head of New Markets and chief evangelist for Voltaire Skluvel Legal Software in France. And he's also the French ambassador of European Legal Tech Association. He's been recently elected the council member of the International Association for Contract and Commercial Management and co-authored a book, The Legal Tech Book. Hi, Greg. Thank you very much for being here with us and participating in our podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about one of the markets that uh, has been mentioned on many occasions by either me or Roman because we both have uh, some kind of French background or uh, connections with France. So our listeners, they are used to hearing, oh, that's how it's done in France or uh, just uh, as France does. Or, but actually it stays very mysterious and they never got to listen what the actual French legal tech market is. So we are especially happy uh, that today's episode we can dedicate to France as it's very close to our hearts. Uh, so thanks again.
1: Thank you so much, Iga. It's, it's very kind of you to, to invite me, and uh, I'm glad I could could join you today and with with Roman. So uh, really happy to to share any any insights we have here.
2: Hi Greg, it's a pleasure to have you uh, as a guest. Could you please draw a general picture of a French legal tech market? What are fields of legal tech covered, and what are the startups?
1: Sure. Um... Well, the French legal tech market is, is quite young, I, I must say, in comparison with what we can see overseas, especially in the United States or or in any common law countries. Um, um, I, I'd say that the the real uh, beginning of the, the French legal tech era started around 2015, and and I must say as well that uh, it might have got off the wrong foot. Actually, we had some, some, some delicate issues with um, uh, innovative startups that were a, a bit overlapping with the traditionally reg- regulated uh, legal services. Now we have a more structured legal tech market with. A more uh, clearly identified B2C, so I'd say uh, maybe uh, direct services to to consumers, Uh, legal services sometimes uh, with a really thin barrier between uh, what is from regulated activities and and what isn't. Obviously, some legal texts are now from uh, law professionals, from law firms, lawyers, practicing lawyers. Which is which is quite interesting, and and we obviously have as well uh, an, a very, very interesting market around B two B actors, um, and uh, and these actors are providing uh, now uh, really innovative technologies for legal professionals, and and uh, and myself I dedicated am dedicated dedicated to uh, actually providing and 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 uh, assisting legal professionals uh, going digital and more innovative.
0: Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, is it a revolution that's happening in France, or uh, because we seem to, at least till now, talk about digitalization as an evolution and everything happening slowly? But maybe France took it the revolutionary way. Uh, what do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe yeah.
0: it sounds like it a bit. <laughs>
1: we have some some bad habits here in France. You, uh, <laughs> maybe take take it that way. Um, well, we, it appeared that we were not the only country actually going that way. Um, obviously, it's it's a really unfortunate way of of starting, especially when we see how, how creative, innovative, and open uh, over markets are uh, around around legal tech actors. I, I can't think enough of the uh, the Stanford CodeX. Everything being structured around universities, open thinking, uh, uh, computational thinking, many uh, things applied to law, and, and actually combining research centers uh, to combine technology and and law studies. This is this is maybe the the best way.
0: Well, you know what they say that no mountains arise without earthquakes. I think they say uh, there is a saying like that, and there there is some part of truth in it. So let's call it like reverse evolution or. Uh, some kind of stormy evolution. Uh, but so finally, uh, this uh, as we are speaking today, the lawyers and the legal tech actors that are sometimes lawyers as well, they managed to found the, find the common ground. So where do the legal tech uh, companies, um, I don't want to say replace lawyer, but what are the activities on the French market that are now given to legal tech so like what's the division of power sort of well
1: uh, i'd say we have um, we have now uh, and it it's it very much i believe started with with legal departments although uh, although they didn't know that they were actually in the process already of going more digital in terms of going more legal tech uh, but actually it started a long time ago when we have very long standing actors on the market that have uh, already uh, close to 20 years on on the French market but at, back then obviously we wouldn't call them legal techs. we would just call them a software company providing services to legal professionals it was highly highly unknown and and, and obviously among them and that's that's where I'm, I'm talking about what i do one of them called called legisway uh, so so many companies now uh, got really structured around much bigger companies and, and we are seeing this this new trend of a uh, high concentration of the markets around bigger actors. Um, smaller are, are starting to disappear if the, the concept was not strong enough we are you know if if we're seeing it as as the as the, the gartner hype cycle i don't know if you you're familiar with it but we mm-hmm. we went through this yeah. this this peak of uh, inflated expectations and now we are uh, much more going through a uh, the, this this slope of enlightenment and and maybe we'll we'll reach this uh, this this plateau of productivity. So so uh, we we went through the, the crazy expectations and the glittering technology. Now we're starting to to be more reasonable with with stronger actors. Uh, people start to understand what they need and what they want. Um, and if we look at who exactly is going more digital, so uh, I'd say that the that legal departments are going digital. Uh, law firms are too um they started a bit a bit later on uh but i believe we have some kind of, of balance right now of law firms and legal departments going digital uh really uh really just behind a uh, lot legal departments and law firms i'd say we have now public notaries uh going very much digital with uh with new solutions yeah
0: that's our last episode we talk about notaries and it uh so it's very interesting it so is. i invite our listeners to to discover if they haven't listened to it uh, it's something that's in almost inexistent now uh, in in poland but there is a reflection and reflection is always the first step to to moving forward so coming back to the legal tech uh, startup ecosystem actually to put it in different terms would you say that we've been through some kind of shakeout stage uh, you said that there are bigger actors now
1: Yes, um, um, definitely, some actors and, and are, are really f- falling off and just just actually going out of, of the market. We are we are seeing really a, a more uh, a more identified uh, legal tech arena uh, now, which is very well structured. Um, also, because we now know uh, as well. Uh, the use cases that make sense for French legal tech market. Some some cases and some solutions were not um, uh, actually mature enough. I would say um, now we are seeing really what what works and what doesn't work. Now obviously uh, legal professionals are, are really uh, willing to uh, to have all integrated solutions. So uh, as the obviously we have plenty of different possibilities on the on the legal tech market now the real challenge is to provide this some kind of uh, all-in-one masterpiece of of legal technology which uh, uh, really uh, makes the the life of legal professionals much easier uh, so it's it's some kind of an arms race to uh, to really get to a uh, the more advanced and, and developed uh, legal tech portfolio and and obviously this is uh, the action of, of bigger actors on the legal tech market. We have some niche actors for legal tech, but uh, this is much more sp- specific to some kind of activities.
2: You've mentioned the judicial obstacles that France had to overcome, could you please tell us what were the breakthrough? What laws had to change in order to, for the legal tech to consolidate on the French legal market.
1: Well, uh, yes, the f- the first thing that actually uh, made the whole thing a lot more easier was when a couple of years back, uh the the, the so practicing lawyers uh, as as we know them in France, uh, meaning lawyers that are registered and and allowed to to practice law from a law firm and to uh, to actually uh, uh, be in court, um, had the possibility to to be uh, and to take part in, in in commercial activities out of their own structure, um, and and that's when actually we had a lot more of opportunities for uh, law firms to start actually running. Uh, legal tech startups, obviously, with some some specific constraints, but this actually uh, really f- facilitated the the whole the whole process.
0: Yeah, I remember that moment. Yeah, it was
1: really an interesting, an interesting moment also, because um, many lawyers have, have been in a, in some kind of a gray area for, for quite some time in this regard. Uh, even, even actually uh, running ads on Google Ads was some kind of gray area for, for quite some time. We, we didn't know exactly if this was properly allowed or, or how to deal with this. Um, but the, the main issue really how, how it all started was uh, with... Um, Especially one specific startup uh, that was um, actually uh, running and preparing, uh, not the subpoena itself, but starting to prepare the legal action for someone. Uh, if you are uh, you are a young student and actually your landlord uh, did not did not del- uh, delivered back the the guarantee for your uh, rental, uh, its the, the sum uh, of this uh, warranty would be around a couple of hundreds of euros, and you would have a really hard time to find a lawyer to assist you to go to court for 200, 300, 500 euros. So, uh, this was actually the niche market they, they tried to tackle, which was an interesting way of dealing with, with the, this kind of issues. Uh, yeah, but... I
0: think it's one of the arguments that people use when they speak about uh, legal tech uh, replacing lawyers and the argument that actually is going to fill in the niche of people who normally wouldn't reach for legal services, but would just drop uh, the issue. And through technology, we can actually give them the access to justice.
1: Correct. And, and that's how... It, it became a lot more complicated for, for these startups uh, because this is where they were actually stepping in an area which is a regulated area and, and actually uh, a, a monopoly for, for legal professionals and registered legal professionals. Um, so this is how it all started, which is which is kind of fair. I mean, we have uh, regulated professions. We need to, to respect that, um, but we had to find a, a common ground because some people could not get a proper access to justice. So it all triggered as well a, a, a really interesting and relevant discussion about how do we get access to justice. Um, so, so this is how also uh, open law uh, structure itself and, and and push these topics not only about just uh, developing your own legal tech but how to access uh how to get access to justice how to understand law uh, and 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 actually try to to listen and to ease a bit this what, what we call the legalese uh, mm-hmm. uh, complexity that that we still see on on the market um, so this is how how it all started uh, fortunately we eventually found a, a solution we they the, the legal action was quite long, and, and eventually a settlement was found. Uh, but we're not the only example in Europe. I'm, I understand that uh, quite recently, if, I believe it was last year, uh, Germany had a, an example of this kind. With, uh, actually, with something which, which is much more subtle, in, in my opinion, uh, which is um, a tool that, that generates clauses for contracts. That the fact that you could actually generate clauses for a contract and then therefore generate the whole contract based on these documents, it was assimilated to uh, um, to, uh, to a legal service, and and therefore it was a breach uh, for for the regulation. Uh, uh, of, of regulated professions. And um, so we had, we had a, practically the same kind of issues. So uh, uh, reaching a dead end for, for that kind of, of legal startups. So uh, again, legal actions, uh, lines moving, and, and hopefully uh, solutions found to, to make sure uh, common grounds and, and the market could, uh, could keep developing itself.
0: Mm-hmm. I know you've mentioned at the beginning that France is not as developed as the uh, US, for example, but um, given your international activity, I think that you still realize that France is some kind of pioneer on the at least European legal tech market. So why do you think it is so? What is there a startup environment in France, some kind of funds? So what are actually the factors that made France be some kind of a reference today. I think it's the second legal tech market after the UK, so it's on the top. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I believe so. Um, I, I think we're very close with Germany, the UK, um, all three countries uh, being very active on uh, the legal tech uh, uh, scene uh, in, in Europe. Um, I, I believe that we have many different factors uh, here, and uh, obviously, one of them is not directly linked to. Uh, to the legal tech market itself, um, I believe that we eventually had um, a, a nice uh, um, ecosystem and a nice environment for uh, for startups to, to flourish in France, and, and we have this French tech uh, trend and brand in France, which is which is working very well and got well encouraged by uh, by politics uh, here.
0: Yeah, French Tech is working in Poland as well. There is uh, some kind of activity in uh, Warsaw and in Krakow recently they launched uh, last year the end of last year. Mm?
1: Exactly. So so French Tech is is now uh, an international brand and and I believe it really encouraged uh, also uh, obviously fintech, regtech and eventually legal tech to uh, to, to start flourishing in France. Now, uh, another reason why um, uh, legal tech makes a lot of sense in France is, is also, and this might, be, uh, this might sound a bit ch- chauvinistic, but, uh, but obviously France is, remains one of the most important civil law countries. Um, so we, we had obviously to do something about, about our own legal system and to do something about how we are um, um, actually spreading uh, the news and the innovation around our, our own legal system and eventually France remains also a, a major uh, a law place we we have the, the head of the ICC which is in France we have uh, the ECHR uh, also in Strasbourg we have uh, a dedicated international chamber uh, at, the, at the Paris commercial court so so many many different reasons which actually make France i believe uh, a, a major actor on on the legal market on the legal scene beyond the legal tech uh, scene
0: mm mm-hmm. so to summarize kind of to follow your thoughts at favorable tech environment and kind of favorable um, international environment if I understood correctly
1: yes um, international business actors coming to France we, we also uh, we, we need to to also um, acknowledge the fact that many companies also uh, stimulated the, the legal tech scene um, many legal tech actors actually uh, de- Developed themselves based on on needs they identified with uh, legal professionals' uh, suggestions, uh, needs to the way uh, they were uh, working and developing. So uh, it's also uh, uh, thanks to actually the, 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 the this innovation thinking that we we have with really uh, pioneer legal professionals in France.
0: Mm-hmm. But I still believe that there is this kind of link between internationalization or being an international actor or maybe performing on an international scale and working digitally, because internet doesn't have borders, international wo- uh, work, uh, bring in international work, require erasing kind of those borders. So I think that still, if you have so much foreign investment in France, if you so ha- have so, much, uh, so many international companies which have headquarters in Paris, uh, you still have to provide them with some kind of global tendency solutions, and legal tech is a global uh, tendency.
1: Correct. Correct. I, I really agree with this. Um, it's it's also uh, obviously uh, in relation with with this um, international presence that that, that uh, companies actors could have, um, and and obviously uh, the, the influence of uh, international legal tech actors also highly pushed the development of of our own market and then we we cannot deny
0: mm-hmm. well, let's speak more about that so are there foreign legal tech actors in france and are there french actors going abroad
1: um so international actors coming to france uh, definitely in in many in many different ways um, uh, the first is uh, how we we could see uh, what we call LSAPs, so alternative legal service providers, uh, starting to uh, to actually knock the door uh, of the, the, the legal scene, and not only legal tech, but really reaching the legal scene in France to to provide differently legal services, and and obviously this is strongly backed with uh, with legal technology. Uh, we also see uh, big fours uh, being very much interested in in actually bringing in. More technology in their services uh, so uh, so that's the really this this way of of dealing with uh, outsourcing legal services, which is very interesting, and we've seen many companies being very interested in doing that kind of thing, and including big fours uh, that have now a strong interest in this. Um, so uh, that's that's the first the first thing we We are also seeing some international actors from the u s com- coming over. Uh, the, f- the first ones are, are the more more traditional and uh, and major actors operating in, in the US and, and some of them i could I couldn't list all of them but uh, uh, there are many of them uh, really uh, maybe some some of them are actually unicorns uh, with uh, really highly valued companies uh we are also seeing uh, outsiders trying to well, reach somehow the legal tech scene uh, i'm thinking of of docusign now mm-hmm. uh, getting very much interested in in, in legal tech uh, solutions with, with actually several uh, acquisitions uh, in the legal tech scene international and obviously being very present in france as well so many many different influences and uh, i believe it, it will will keep keep going on
0: Mm-hmm. I thought about another factor. It's about the culture of friends or actually the tax incentives for research and development. I think that we tend to kind of forget that a big part of a new emerging market and is research and development. And in legal tech, uh, it's so kind of new that the research and development, it's like a first initial kind of mandatory stage to all of it. But maybe it's the same for different startups. Because it's a startup after all. So. What do we mean by startup, <laughs> as well?
1: Yes, maybe what, what you're saying makes sense, um, and that's also maybe why we're seeing so so many international legal tech companies coming to France, and and actually less uh, legal tech startups going, going out. We are in that sense very much self-centered, um, and and I believe, the, and well, that's that's also in uh, due to to the fact that our we have local specificities, and and some legal techs just. Can't go uh, out of France. It, it wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I think it's uh, an
0: interesting topic it, on its own. Whether legal tech, it's a national phenomenon.
1: Yes, and, and some some startups are really scaled to to fit one and to tackle one specific issue, uh, one specific issue that is uh, uh, actually uh, uh, in, in relation with our own regulation, our own leg- legislation um and and wouldn't make any sense to go anywhere else in europe unless they have uh, similar regulations um so uh, um actually when when we when we see the the major uh, legal tech events uh, in france for for the past couple of years um, pretty much all the conferences that we see are are very much self-centered and we're not really looking at what's happening elsewhere and that's that's a shame uh, unfortunately because we, we have a lot to learn from from our peers uh, just across the border In in Belgium in Spain in Italy in Germany we, we have so many different things to do and and even the UK although they, they obviously want you to leave <laughs> the European Union but uh, it's it's not it's on the point I mean when we see the legal geek event mm-hmm. which is so open to uh, to so many different communities, it's uh, it's a pity that we don't see the, the same kind of uh, enthusiasm in France when when it comes to uh, to sharing experiences, and that's what we're trying to bring actually with uh, the European Legal Tech Association, uh, sharing more uh, with with our peers from different countries. We are now eighteen different countries represented within ELTA. And, and it's a huge community. So I understand actually that the the next uh, Legal Tech Village, which is now the, uh, the another event, the, the name change for for this year's edition, uh, will be opening a more international track of conferences, uh, which is which is a really amazing news. It's it's going to be a fantastic event differently. Um, but eventually, we are we are now opening to uh, to share um, and. and open to share experiences with our peers and inviting people from elsewhere to just talk about their own experiences with legal tech and obviously the UK is an amazing example. But maybe
0: there is time for everything. I'm thinking that you have to be really strong nationally to go abroad and maybe European legal tech market is not there yet. So maybe we should consolidate on the national markets first. Yeah. Although I'm a huge believer in the international yeah. exchange and all that thing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know that and the listeners, uh, I think they know that as well. But I still think that you have to be strong enough Mm. and uh, I mean, it doesn't go against exchanging the experiences, but you can't do it all as well. So I think there was time when we were focusing and maybe uh, in terms of Polish legal tech uh, they are focusing now, we are focusing now on our Polish national market that we're in compared to France, we haven't gone that far yet. yet. Uh, But in terms of exchange, it v- nourishes the thinking process. Um, oh, but I think it might be actually compatible with going forward. Uh, it's just going to be a more messy and creative process, maybe more mature with the exchange of uh, interlocutors from other countries. But I, I still think there is time for everything. So maybe that wasn't time for France yet. And maybe that's now yes but now
1: I'm, I'm thinking about how it went in france and and how so many things could could have been avoided uh, if we if we were just sharing experiences so so many things to uh, to make sure that we were fostering innovation for legal professionals the right way um actually uh, promoting it through through education to actually have earlier programs and and specific tracks of courses uh, uh, around legal technology for uh young uh, legal professionals uh, to actually foster communication with so many things so we could have learned from others
0: but it's human nature as well
1: yeah learning from mistakes. And, and I really hope, and that's also the kind of opinion we share with, with Elta, uh, that we need to share actually what happened in over, over markets to, to avoid, to to just do the same mistakes. We, you have some really obvious pitfalls you, you can avoid uh, just sharing that kind of experience.
0: Mm-hmm. So what are the events happening in, in France in terms of Legal Tech? You mentioned Village well, de la Legal Tech. We're...
1: Yes, uh, which is which is now rendezvous uh, des transformations du droit, legal transformation uh, meeting, uh, which is which is later this year in November. Right now, obviously, nothing's happening, <laughs> as as everywhere else. Uh, but we're hoping a lot of uh, uh, a lot more events will will take place later this year. Obviously, many many events are taking place online right now, and that's maybe one topic we did not discuss, and which is kind of obvious as well, but. But actually, the, the COVID-19 changed many things, and we're still uh, barely seeing the really the, the, the top of the of the iceberg here on what were the consequences for for legal professionals, and and how it really reshuffled all the cards uh, for for legal professionals. Just also on uh, regarding how they they were uh, seeing uh, their perception of of legal technology, um, and and I believe that they are uh going really uh, towards a, a more uh, mm-hmm. a practical really more pragmatic approach of legal technology we're going back to basics you know we we spent months uh actually working with uh working remotely and and we just uh, eventually uh, saw very obviously where we fell short in our processes and organizations so so we need to to now focus on what we need to do to make sure that if we need to go through and, and, and hopefully and hopefully we don't have to, but if we have to go through again this kind of period, we will be actually uh, technologically ready to deal with that kind of situation. So uh, we have this now more ROI approach uh, of, of investing in the technology and not just assessing how we compare ourselves from uh, a technology standpoint versus how I need to to manage my legal information but much more about how actually how much time and money i'm saving uh, and how productive and efficient am i uh, when i'm dealing with that kind of technology so that's the interesting approach that we are seeing now for legal technology a bit back to basics Uh, that's that's why also i i said that we went through this this peak of uh to the inflated expectations that we have on, on the Gartner hype cycle uh, we, we just ran through this we are now being more pragmatic and we need to focus on on what works and obviously the, the the second impact is that we feel a lot closer to new technologies that were that felt so 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 far away before and to, to see some real use cases of how to apply and how to to deal with these technologies.
0: So we're gaining in maturity?
1: I believe so. Uh, I believe so because people start to understand how uh, how it' well, yeah and and how it serves really <laughs> how it serves actually uh, real purposes and and how we can leverage that kind of technology. Um, we, we obviously at, at Voltus Klower provide and, and run several studies uh, on a yearly basis regarding the trends that we see on the market and how we are uh, seeing the evolution of legal departments, law firms and their perception of legal technology. And Definitely, uh, although we are still seeing some some huge gap between uh, the, the fact that they are seeing this trend of uh, transformational technologies coming over, that, that will definitely change uh, the way they, they deal uh, with technology and, and their daily work. And at the same time, we see this gap regarding how, how they understand this technology. So there is still a lack of, of education in this regard, lack of understanding, but yet we're going the right way. Uh, People actually identify it as as a key trend, as a key topic, something they need to to get familiar with, um, and that it will be actually a a fundamental change, something they need to deal with uh, to make sure that they are efficient, that they are actually uh, uh, up to date regarding what what is expected from them.
2: The last question was supposed to be about uh, the tendencies. In legal innovation, but you kind of answered it uh, already. <laughs> where is the French legal tech heading now?
1: Well, yeah, uh, uh, a bit back to basics. I think we we all need the summer to uh, to digest what what we just went through to see uh, where we stand.
0: Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah, and,
1: and you know, August is a really sacred period here in France. And so <laughs> everyone needs to, to to go through this. So so we will feel, um, I believe, uh, a lot more uh, focused in in September and and for the last quarter to to see how how the market is evolving. Uh, we are expecting many different uh, really yearly meetings taking place, uh, always uh, in in October November. That's really the the legal tech uh, event period. Uh, here in France, it's also the, the, the moment where uh, we we could attend legal Geek. So uh, many events are, are concentrated around here. And uh, so we'll be able to see a bit where we stand, how uh, how we are actually waking up from this uh, technological shock, because it was as well a technological shock for, for many of them, um, and, and how we are moving forward. But uh, I believe we're going the right way, and it was um, an interesting wake-up call to, to focus again on, on the real basics and, and how to uh, to deal with our processes internally. Obviously, we we still have to be very much uh, careful of of any rushed decisions, rushed investment uh, that could be made uh, after this this difficult moment. But uh, but I believe uh, we'll have we'll have time and, and would be uh, interesting to uh, to touch point again in a couple uh, touch base again in a mm-hmm. couple of of weeks, months to see how how it went.
0: And on that positive note, I think that we can uh, end our very quick and brief and uh, scratching the surface because as uh, we've mentioned uh, before we started recording, it's a big topic as every market we can discuss for hours and we're just trying to Obviously. Uh, give <laughs> a big picture of what's going on in France. So thank you very much, Greg, for providing us with that information. It was a real no. pleasure to have you. Thank and you so much I'm for having me. I'm glad to speak to you, and uh, it was really nice to touch base and see uh, where his friends at. Although I I am following, but uh, I didn't know that they changed the name, and uh, I guess I see you in in October, if not before. But
1: absolutely.
0: Thank you to the listeners, and uh, we actually we are announcing a summer break. So uh, you are the last speaker before the summer break, and we should be back in September. Well, have a wonderful rest as a reflection <laughs> on legal tech
1: <laughs> wonderful morning, thank, you thank
0: you very much
1: thank you
2: Greg uh,
0: thank you take care bye bye